continue to mourn the precious souls who have been lost, so sadly lost, and so unnecessarily lost. The president speaking at the White House, and you're listening to USA Radio News. Attention all radio listeners who still need food supplies. If you've thought about the implication of food-related supply chain disruptions and are concerned about the coming quarantines, this will be the most important message you will ever hear. Here's why. In the next few days, all Americans will face extremely hard choices. If we've learned anything from China and Italy, it's that quarantines and enforced lockdowns are just a few days away here in the U.S. Listen, while dehydrated food is becoming scarce, you can still get enough open pollinated heirloom seeds to grow a one-acre crisis garden. The truth is, growing nutrient-dense vegetables in the days ahead may actually be the single most important thing you do. Go to survivalseedbank.com and watch the new video to understand the nature of the threat. This could be life-saving. Lockdowns can last from six to eight weeks. Get free bonus seeds, special quarantine reports, too. Go to survivalseedbank.com. That's survivalseedbank.com. That the sound in Missouri as protesters are calling for the opening of the economy in Jefferson City. Meanwhile, the protests taking place in Michigan are not deterring Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. You compare what's going on on the ground here in Michigan, I know that um, we're going to have to be really methodical and data-driven about what sectors of our economy we engage and when. It is going to be a slow re-entry. These folks telling Fox News they're not happy with all the restrictions and lockdowns. The statistics have shown there's no reason that healthy people should be forced to stay home. There's just no, there's no reason for it right now. We need to reopen the country and we want our lives back now. The governor of Washington state is endorsing Joe Biden for president. The endorsement from Democratic Governor Jay Inslee comes as no surprise. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Enjoy the locals and critics' favorite, Mento Bistro, as they help to bring delicious, affordable food to the Las Vegas area during the COVID-19 crisis. At Mezzo, they use only the best ingredients to create their dishes. Now open from 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. for pickup and delivery service. Be sure to ask about their family of four pick-me-up that includes salad, entree, cheesy bread, and cannoli for only $40. Delivered curbside for proper social distancing. Call 702-944-8880 or visit MezzoBistro.com. Experience the thrill of the grill. John Smith Subs is home of the famous Steak Bomb and other premium deli subs with grilled-to-order marinated sirloin steak, grilled chicken, farm-fresh veggies, and delicious bread baked daily. Our subs are making a name for themselves with quality and flavor. Add an order of piping hot french fries and you have a meal you can't get anyplace else. Experience the thrill of the grill at John Smith Subs. Visit johnsmithsubs.com to find a location near you. The whole family can have fun all year at Sunridge Golf and Recreations. Sunridge is located just outside of Lake Tahoe in Carson City. Play a round of golf or take an intro to archery course while the kids jump around in bounce houses. Finish the day with a meal at Sunridge's casual bar and grill. Sunridge also offers running trails, a pro shop, and an event center. Visit PlaySunridge.com for more information. At Sunridge Golf and Recreations, you can play it your way all year round. 
Hungry for the best barbecue in Las Vegas? Come out to the infamous barbecue and meat market, John Moles Meats and Roadkill Grill in Las Vegas. John Moles was featured on the Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Now take home delicious meat selections for your grill, and while you're there, grab a bite of the best barbecue in Las Vegas. With two locations now at Tom and Gowan or on North Decatur, you're sure to find the perfect meats for your next barbecue or party. Find us online at johnmolemeats.com. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. one 800 That's one 800 Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. Folks, here we go. Another edition of Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. Inviting you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Always a treat to be joined by our good friends back east in Baltimore. We speak of the dynamic duo John and Mike the day before the NFL draft. Honest to God, something really live that's going to happen that matters. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. I even have clients asking, what are we going to bet on in the draft? People are getting excited. They're looking for anything that they can possibly bet on North American sports-wise. Uh, how about Mike? Mike's got to be flipping out here. Fantasy football nut, loves his Ravens. I can't. I, I don't even have a pick. My team doesn't have a pick in the first round, and I can't wait for it. Well, you already got Stephon Diggs, so that's basically a draft pick. Bingo. I think you're... Yeah, you're you're doing okay, but uh, you know, the draft definitely the draft definitely is going to bring some excitement back to sports. I mean, 
Brian, my sporting life has become on Monday Night Football. I still watch Monday Night Football last week. Oh, not last week. A couple days ago, they had the Patriots versus the Colts. It was Brady versus Manning, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. It was like a blast from the past. And here's the funny part. I didn't know who won the game, or at least I didn't remember. So it was exciting to actually watch the whole game not knowing the outcome. That helps, doesn't it? <laughs> Listen, I can, when I, uh, well, go ahead. All I can tell you is my son, he was very excited. Do you know who's going to be on the cover of Madden, Brian? It's probably Lamar Jackson, a wild guess. So I tried to – Mike hit him with the Mike hit him with the Madden curse, and he goes, nah, Patrick Mahomes already uh, beat that. The, the question is – and I asked my son, I should, you know, he said, oh, look into it. Maybe you know the answer. Do they pay these players to use them in the Madden, or is it just part of them being in the NFL? They just get to rock and roll and just use uh, anybody they want. I, I've got to believe that's like an NFL – I, I don't know. I, I think it would be a shared revenue thing. Uh, po- possibly the guys that end up on the cover get something out of it. But beyond that, it's probably just money that goes to the NFLPA would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's how it works. The cover definitely it gets, obviously, a lump sum, and then everybody else gets spread out. But, you know, it's funny as if you ever watch um, – you know, if you ever watch practice in the summertime, there's always an EA representative from EA Sports that's there just to adjust the ratings. So if they see players that they rated, you know, 82 speed and they're just flying up and down the field and they're just quicker or they're better, they, they improve their rating based on what they see on the field in real time. And don't think the players uh, don't – I mean, they pay attention to this, right? I mean, they talk about, what, I'm only rated this? I mean, these guys chirp about it on social media all the time. Oh, yeah, Keenan Allen uh, last year was flipping out, and he goes, I'm not playing the game anymore. I can't believe they made me, you know, in 78 speed. And he went on and on and on, and it's just, you know, of course, they're obsessed. That's why they're having a, uh, you know, the, the new thing. They already had a 2K, NBA 2K tournament, celebrity tournament. Now they're doing a Madden Live tournament. I mean, these guys are obsessed, and, you know, they, they want to play with themselves and their own teams, and they want, you know, they believe they're always better being, you know, the, the alpha males in the top of their competition. You know, they want to, they believe they're the best. So even if the ratings don't say that, they, they believe obviously they're better. Uh, you think about it, John. I mean, it's a, it's a bizarre world we're in, but I mean, we got video game NASCAR races, and you know, these are things that it, it basically proves the point: the appetite for people to play on virtually, pardon the pun, virtually anything. Uh, people love action. I mean, look, here, here's the thing. This is the third or fourth week, we're maybe fifth week we're doing this with no sports. Uh, March 11th was the last U.S. sporting event. Uh, look, there is plenty to wager on. I'm sitting here. Well, I'm not sitting here. I'm standing here. I'm looking at TVG. I'm looking at the stock market. I'm looking at international sports that are playing all day, eSports. The, the Taiwan opened up. I'm sure you saw the baseball, South Korean baseball has opened. Um, Taiwan uh, baseball has opened, so now we actually have baseball. They're streaming them on Twitter for free with English uh, announcers speaking in English. 
Um, and a lot of these players, you know, in these leagues, they're from the. They're a lot of them from the United States. There was a double, triple A uh, Baltimore Oriole pitcher pitching the other day for Taiwan. Um, you have all these college players that could make it to the NBA playing basketball. There is absolutely no shortage of things to wager on. The issue then comes in, why are a lot of people not interested? Why are people not calling us looking for that information? I mean, we have clients that are personalized, one-on-one clients that are, we're giving the information to, but why, why, are they, why is the masses not calling? Uh, because they can't watch it. So this is where you get the crossover. Yes, they can watch the horse race, but I'm talking about sports specifically. They, 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 you, if you can't do the eyeball test, which is what Brian Blessing likes to do, a lot of these people don't have interest. I've literally had people tell me, I don't care that you're five and one in basketball. I'm not interested. I'm not going to bet it if I can't watch it. So you really see the true psychology. So you have one segment of people that want to wager to wager and don't mind either staying up all night or not watching at all, like the way I do it. I mean, I don't watch U.S. sports, so who, who are we kidding? Nothing really has changed for me. I'm putting on a bet, and I'm just checking the final score regardless. But then you have, I would say, 80 five percent of the people if they can't actually turn the tv on and watch it they have no interest out of curiosity do you think because again people love action and there's no sports those that are you know like maybe you know fairly well off do you think more people because they just love action uh, find themselves diving into the stock market Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've always been involved, but no, absolutely, 100%. I mean, the, literally, the, the, the interest in the stock market in terms of having something that you can bet on every day, because, again, it fits the psychology that you're up during normal business hours, whether it's 9 to 5 uh, Eastern Standard Time or 6, 6, to 1, you know, 6 a.m. to 1 p.m., uh, 9 to 4, excuse me, or 6 to 1 p.m. Uh, Las Vegas time, yes, 100% people have reached out to me and asked me about it because they've never even looked at it before other than just, you know, being in their long-term retirement accounts. But I will say that, like I said, you know, that w- if we stick strictly to the sports aspect of it, it is interesting because I'm looking at the I'm, – I'm logged into some global places right now, and there is plenty, I mean plenty to bet on today. Taiwan basketball, South Korean baseball, Russian hockey, Belarus soccer, Nicaraguan soccer, Tajikistan soccer, and Taiwan soccer. That doesn't even, you're talking about those NASCAR E-races. Well, the bigger thing is the um, League of Legends and these competitive uh, events where people make millions of dollars. Some kid made $3 million, whatever, a couple years ago. You call it eSports. You have these different leagues, DOTA. Uh, two League of Legends, Overwatch, Call of Duty, Global Offensive. Have you? And literally, I'm I'm starting to get emails, Brian, because I'm on every list in the world of people. You know, other sports information services. Try not knowing that obviously I'm in the business. It's just a blast email offering. Hey, we're doing esports now. We're running algorithms now. The problem with esports, if you know anything about it, it is a legitimate sport to bet on because you're actually betting on human beings. The problem is the lines are outrageous like every favorite's 1200 so you really have to go dog hunting um you're not getting two to ones it would be like every boxing match you're playing you know tyson for example and you know you're laying so the value is always in finding these dogs that have a shot to win have you even looked at that those professional esports leagues because i don't know if you're aware of it people like lebron james 
Magic Johnson, a lot of these NBA and NFL players that have retired, they actually own stakes in those leagues. Were you aware of that? No. Well, yeah, I, I haven't paid too much attention to it. I don't know. Uh, how about you, Mike? I mean, so it's funny. Uh, one of my really good friends who's a, a really big DraftKings guy during basketball and football, I mean, he's a nut. I mean, he'll enter $50,000 tournaments, but not, you know, as a multi-entry, 5,000 entry. He'll do it against 10 top people, and he'll put a 5K entry in. So he's been doing a lot of uh, League of Legends. He just showed me um, the contest he was in where first place gets 50,000. I'm like, where are you getting information from? He's like, I have information. It's coming in. And so I didn't give it a shot in terms of betting, but I watched an entire event on on SportsCenter the other day. I mean, maybe if I understood the lingo, I didn't understand. It was like literally Chinese to me. They're going this. They're doing that. It's like you're watching a screen. It's so jumbled up. I just can't get into it. So I guess if you're just betting in terms of winning – yeah, but yeah, I'm just not my thing. Well, here's a perfect example, Brian. Um, at at uh, 12 noon Vegas time, and then 1 Vegas time, and then 2 p.m. Vegas time today, you have three bettable matches on the League of Legends esports. The problem is you have you're looking at these favorite one. It's you have minus 610 plus four and a quarter, minus 240 plus 180, minus 215 plus 170. You so you know again. You're going to lace, and I'm, I'm seeing guys like laying 6'10 on these like perceived favorites. And again, it's just a better guy sitting in the chair versus another guy. And, you know, a lot of those favorites go down. So, again, if you're looking, I know you hate that word, value, then it's like playing the, you know, and you, and you want to you take a shot with a plus four and a quarter because it's just another guy sitting in the seat, you know, playing that game. Is somebody really $610 better with a joystick? I don't know. I haven't run the numbers like I give numbers in U.S. sports every week. I know that you wouldn't catch me laying $610 on a, on a human being sitting in a chair with a joystick in his hand. So, you know, that, that's the, the big issue for me is I'm looking at all these lines. I'm bringing them up right now. Like, you have huge leagues. And like Mike said, he doesn't understand it. But I'm looking at some of these leagues, and you can play per match – and then you can play the entire set, basically. Think of it like tennis. So when you get into, the, like, the, the actual entire set, you know, minus 450, plus 360. Um, I'm looking right here. Uh, minus 730, plus 515. This is all today. So, I mean, yeah, you want to be a real degen, and you just want to take lottery tickets, and you want to bet those plus 600s and those plus 500s, you don't really have to know anything about it. If you work on the assumption that dogs win 50% of the time or 40% of the time or even 30% of the time with those kind of prices, you might be able to scalp a profit just not knowing anything and just saying, well, I'm not going to play some human being minus 700. I'm going to just take the plus 500 and put 20 bucks on it. It's no different than you betting a huge underdog in the horses. So how are uh, things update-wise um, give us the lay of the land in your neck of the woods in Baltimore, just in terms of daily life routine, uh, you know, what restrictions are in place, uh, and an update on how things are so trending there. I'll, I'll answer before Mike answers. The other day, here's a perfect example. The other day, my children were here, and we, they wanted to watch a movie. And I said, we're going to start watching old movies that, you know, you, that are part of your movie education since you're off school. So we watched Groundhog Day. 
So basically, it's Groundhog Day. Every day is the same. Nothing's changed since last Wednesday. Nothing's going to change next Wednesday. It's Groundhog Day. I mean, let's, let's, let's call it what it is what it is. What's interesting is watching, and I, and I can speak for me, um, Mike doesn't have children. He's a little bit of a different situation. He's a little freer with his, what he can do, and he's also younger. So when you're talking about risk categories, you know, you're talking like my father's a perfect example. My father came over to my house this morning. I haven't seen him since March 1st. I'm 47 years old. My father's going to be 81 in June. My father literally, I was joking when he, I posted, I, I sent uh, Mike a picture. When he answered, when I answered the door, I already had a measuring stick six feet away from me, and I was holding one end of it, and I was joking with my father, and he walked in, and I said, okay, this is as close as you can get. You know, and he's wearing a mask, and he's got the gloves on, and he's just coming over to get a cup of coffee. So, I mean, that's surreal that you even have to be in that situation doing that. Um, but Mike's a little different. Mike's, you know, Mike wasn't born in America. His, his, he, I don't think he's seen his parents. His dad said, leave, leave, leave the food on the steps. <laughs> oh, jeez. How so you, Mike? Yeah, my, Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, my, my communication with my parents thus far has been through FaceTime primarily, um, they're doing the right thing. I mean, they're they're in that category where they're just trying to be safe and they're doing their part. And they basically the only times they go out is to the store. And they're already homebodies to begin with, so it's much easier for them. Um, unlike me, where look it, as much exercise as I could do. Like today, I started. You know what I did today, Brian? I did some gardening. I've never in my life did any gardening. My my backyard was you know the grass wasn't growing in a bunch of places i went to home depot obviously with a mask and gloves got some uh, got some materials got some seed watered it it's like i'm out here with a rake i'm doing I'm, i couldn't believe like what i was doing and then like two hours passed and i was like wow i just literally guarded for two hours well, good first for time you. in my life well last uh, over the weekend i i opened a kettle of fish we decided to uh, clean the patio up, the backyard, and it's like, okay, let's get rid of this lawn, this furniture. Let's do this. So whatever, and you hose down the patio because we're going to be out there, all kinds of stuff. So three hours later, it looks great. I mean, you know, we get more space back there. Uh, it's kind of cleaned up from the winter, and everything, and it looked great. After three hours of this, I'm going, oh no! <laughs> now she knows I'm capable of doing this stuff. I've opened up yeah. a kit. I'm in trouble. Yeah, but you know I mean, what? Yeah. It's like you know, you could you could take this quarantine in two different ways. You could just sit at home and, in a way, be miserable because you know the redundancy of watching TV, eating, watching TV, eating, and and just kind of sitting there with your own thoughts and the depression kicks in or you could do stuff that you just never really had time for really maybe you did have time for it you just didn't want to really do it you just were the the daily routine was enough well now you know i'm doing things to stay busy and and trying to catch up on things that i probably should have done a couple years ago and you know it's at the end of the day you know as long as you're safe and and your parents are sick and your friends you know, aren't sick, and, and eventually, when this, when they start opening things up, it's all going to go back to normal. I believe within the next month or so, um, I think it's just going to be a slow progression to come back out of quarantine. It's not just going to be like one day all the restaurants are open, 
you know, none of that, I think, will be, you know, back to normal until they find a vaccine. But at least if they could just do it in waves, and especially when, you know, for us, it's still cold out. Like, I don't know what the weather is out there in Las Vegas today, but you know, today it's like 45 and windy. It just it goes back and forth. It's Maryland weather where one day it's 70, one day it's 40. So once it's actually nice out consistently, you know, you could just do a lot more things outside, even if you're doing social distancing. It just makes the days a lot better. Well, not the I'm not rubbing salt in it because uh, it's kind of a I don't know, man. The winter here drives me nuts. It's 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 really chilly, chilly. I mean, big deal. But I mean, it's chilly in the morning. The days are nice. Chilly morning and night. Uh, well, this is right now. It, you it's Chamber of Commerce stuff. Uh, on the weekend, it's going to be on Saturday and Sunday, 94. And Monday, Tuesday, 97. So it's time to start jumping in the proverbial pool. Hello. So let me ask you a question, Brian. So <laughs> when do you believe that the actual casinos will open back up? Uh, Over under. I think Memorial Day is probably realistic. For some. Hmm. For some. Okay. Uh, I, I think some of the local properties maybe could. Uh, the governor had a you know did like a whole big hour presentation yesterday. Uh, you know the the federal guidelines phase one two three. He said we're nowhere near that. He says it's phase zero trying to get the phase one. Uh, I I think there are distinct you know in, in the big picture as we return. I think the local properties will fare, fare extremely well because people will be clamoring for stuff to do i think the strip will take longer uh clearly obviously uh to bounce back but there's just so many gray areas i mean honestly i I think now we're sitting here you sit here and say uh, you know everything you're doing here everything you're doing you guys there in maryland you know now you're sitting here and going well we're going to be watching real close what's going on with atlanta uh with georgia and florida and well, so this, so this this is what I was going to say. So, you know, I'm not trying to be the party pooper. But, you know, first you have two issues. You have consumer confidence. So what that means is, my twin. I have a twin brother. He lives in downtown Atlanta, five you minutes. You never from told me that. Oh yeah, yeah, I did. I did. No, We're not didn't. identical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, listen. My twin brother is he better identical or fraternal? Fraternal. He lives five minutes from Mercedes Stadium. Mercedes Benz Stadium. All right. Okay, so he basically said, my kids are not leaving the house. I'm not leaving the house. Anybody with a brain isn't opening their businesses, regardless. Well, you have to understand, Georgia is like three different states in one, right? So you have southern Georgia, which is basically northern Florida. And then you have uh, northern Georgia, which is southern South Carolina. And then you have Atlanta, which is basically New York in the south. In Atlanta nobody's going to open, and even if they say they're allowed. And here's the thing. If they do, most metropolitan people won't go because these states are opening up, and I don't want to get political, before the flattening of the curve in their states. Every day more people die and more people get diagnosed in these states. And, again, this is, this is you know, again, so what's interesting is let's say they opened up the casinos May 1st just to be – a point. Who's getting on a plane? Who's walking in to wager other than the locals? 
I'm not getting on a plane, and I'm a guy that goes to no. Vegas 12 times a year. No, no. I mean, I you're not, you know, you're not, uh, you know, you're preaching to the converted. But I mean, I mean that, that, that's what I've said. Me. I mean, forget. I mean, forget Vegas for starters. I have more airline miles to Vegas than uh, any man you know. You, you know that uh, for no, the last I know. ten years. No, but forget Vegas. Like, um, honestly. If you had a family reunion, like not 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 something not something bad, right? I mean something a a, a family event. You were going to have uh, something you guys had planned for uh, a couple of years. They say, hey, we're going to have a family reunion uh, on June first, uh, and you're in Maryland, and and the family reunion is in Topeka, Kansas. Right, you're from Pennsylvania. Well, no, no, you could drive there. All right, Topeka, Kansas, but that's where the family reunion is going to be. How many members of the family say, eh, I don't right. know that I want to jump on a plane? I mean, forget Vegas, well, right? I Mike, mean, Mike can tell tell you Mike has a, had a trip booked, paid for, and planned. Was it June or July, Mike? You mean for Aruba? Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it's funny now that you bring that up. So originally it was for June 1st, and I have one of these timeshares, so I go down there every year. And obviously, the flight Southwest contacted me and said the flights are canceled for June 1st. Well, so in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, well, you know, August, it's still around the time where I can go away. It's prior to football season. I guess to call back. Let me see what happens. I call back. Can't even get a flight right now to Aruba in August. Again, that could all change in a couple weeks where they start saying, all right, you know, phase one, phase two. But as of right now, you can't even book a flight to Aruba in August. So there, a lot of people are taking this a lot more seriously. Obviously, we're going to have the naysayers and the protesters. I mean, just in our state, in our capital, we had uh, we had protesters that are just saying, "Open up the state, you know, let us go. It's our it's our right to be able to do what we want." And, and again, those people are not directly affected. By COVID, where a close friend of mine has had it, and literally a month and a half later, he still has a cough, and he's a pretty healthy 44-year-old man. So if for that to happen, and once it hits home and it hits close that it's real, and you're, and you're out there just no masks and protesting and being in crowds, I mean, that's just literally, I, again, I don't want to make this political either, but at the end of the day, it's like, just do your part, and if we all, the reason why you know, we could flatten the curve because we're doing social distancing. If we just open things back up and people start traveling all over the place, going state to state, I mean, there's going to be uh, a resurgence with the cases. Right, and the reason why, Brian, I don't know how it is in Vegas right now, but but you know, this is the you know the irony about the protesters, and I, I don't wish anybody ill will or anybody to obviously get sick and pass away. But uh, the person that was leading the protests in Ohio, I don't know if you saw it on the news. He was a 60 year old man. And he was saying it's a conspiracy. They're trying to take our rights away. They want to take our guns. They want to control us. They want to. Blah, 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 blah. Um, that was March third. He died yesterday. So Is that right, jeez. Yeah, you can Google Ohio protester dies. It'll come right up first page. So and the guy was not old. He was fifty nine and just turned sixty. March third. It was a joke. He didn't know anybody that had it. He's in crowds now. He's dead. So. You know, again, my thing is, from a business point of view, two things are going to happen with the sports betting industry, which is 
the United the, the clients that live in the United States, the North American clients, which is 90% of our clientele, we do have about 10% of our clients that are from other countries, they're going to just break, and they're going to decide, okay, I'm betting Taiwan baseball. I'm betting South Korean baseball with no fans. I'm betting Taiwan basketball. I'm betting Nicaraguan soccer. They're going to just... I'm betting Russian hockey. They're going to just say, I, I want to bet. And then they're going to have a different approach, and they're going to say, you know, I'm going to, you know, and they'll do it. Or NBA, NFL, NHL is going to follow the lead of Taiwan. Don't think for a second people with the high ups in the NFL and in the NHL and in the NHL, you don't think they have somebody in Russia and Belarus watching how they're running their hockey? You don't think that you don't think the NFL is watching what they're doing with the baseball stadiums in Taiwan? Yeah, it's very strict. You walk in, you have a thermometer to your head if you're an athlete. If you have a fever one degree over normal, you're not allowed to play in the game. They don't care about the test. Constant monitoring, constant temperature checking, constant, constant, constant. So if we can learn anything from these leagues that are playing is that it is possible. And as we discussed last week and we'll discuss with weeks to come, you know, they're discussing our, we have a, we have a business associate that lives in Arizona. You know, he's all for it. Why can't they bring you? They can, why can't they do it at spring training in Florida? They can, I like the. What do you think about the grapefruit cactus league approach? Have you read into that since last week when we talked about it uh, for baseball? Yeah. And, and I think they haven't, they bloomed it out to more like it's like three or four spots. No, but I'm saying, what was your thought? Because it wouldn't be traditional American League, National League. Like, what's your? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the locations. In terms of, yeah, the leagues as we know them would go away. Eh. Right. Yeah. I, I guess. You know. I mean. No. Eh. Oh, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna so here's a perfect example. All this hype. You can go online right now. You can bet on the draft. Um, we'll go over the draft. In a, shortly, make that a nice segment of the show. Here's the thing: you're doing all that. Are, is is the NFL doing that draft in vain? No, they got to figure. They want to play. So while they're doing the draft, I'm I'm assuming there are people that you know. That's one of the things about this whole rolling open. Yes, in Wyoming. Yes, in Nebraska. Yes, in Montana. There's low populations with large lay of the land. As you and I both know, in Nevada, it's, you get out of Vegas, there's nothing but dirt and desert. There's so many wide open spaces that they, even if it meant building something quick for the purpose of having a little bubble city for sports, they could do it. I mean, they do the Olympic Village, I mean, you could you could have the NFL Village, you could have the uh, the MLB Village, you could have the NHL Village. I, I hope when they do these villages, I'm going to get like a kickback because they're going to listen to this show and go, "Man, that was a great idea." <laughs> I mean, did you watch the Last Dance before we get to the draft? No, I, you know what? Um, here, coach me through this because I'm a dummy. I'll let Mike. I'll, I'll let Mike coach you through. It. No, go ahead. no, 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 no. The question is, the, the answer is no. I missed it. Everybody raved about it. Um, and I, I just didn't do it. But everybody talked so much about it, and everybody seemed to really enjoy. It. Is that available? Like, how would I find that if I wanted to go? So, no, I think it's on pay per view ESPN. No, it's not on pay per view. It's, it's uh, 
on any on ESPN on demand. It's, it's on. I, I mean, I mean, so the I mean, it, it is on the on demand thing. If I plop down, yeah, it's on on demand. Right. It, it, I mean, it's phenomenal. Again, I was a little bit too young in the late '80s. I wasn't following Jordan yet. I mean, I you know I came to this country in '91, and I really didn't get into sports till you know mid mid '90s, late '90s. But um, so for me, it's like brand new. And for a lot of people that actually watched this and and were present when it was when Jordan came into the league in that first year, and how he took the league by storm, and even how good he was in college, and and just his mentality and. This is, and they go back and forth. They go really. The the series is about that final six championship, where it was their last hurrah. That you know they were just they put the team together just for that last year, knowing that after the year was over, they'll all be gone. And they go back and forth with how they assembled it to begin with, and it's just he really was. Jordan was the best marketed player that I've ever seen from start to finish. From the beginning, it was just and maybe the league and people are still saying to this day, you know, would he be the best now with just a different type of talent? I mean, I, I do believe so, but I think he was just ahead of his time. He was a different type of player from those, you know, the eighties players and even the nineties players, but you know, it, it's definitely a really good watch. It's especially in times like now where we have nothing else to do, so but it's, they, they aired the first two episodes, Brian, and then they're doing the next two this upcoming Sunday. Okay, cool. No, no, looking forward to it. Um, how about the draft? We didn't even go there. Mike, you got to be um, pretty stoked. I, I can't wait. I, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, and and there, are, there are numbers that are out there. Uh, th- did you happen to look at any of the betting odds uh, in, in terms of uh, the NFL draft? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm logged in right now. Let me just bring them up while I'm talking to you. I mean, primarily. Now what is the know, form? Well, what is the format they're doing for the draft? Is it is it like a Zoom type thing? I, I don't need. I have any. My son's I, all into yeah, it. It's all, it's all teleconference. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're going to have it on like what? national TV, and then you're going to just yeah, see people on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. They'll have them on screens. There'll be like you know live conferencing, video conferencing coming in. I mean, I'm excited for the Ravens. Obviously, we have seven picks in the first four rounds. So we usually do a lot of damage in the draft and with the Costa at home. So, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited where we go. You know, right now, primarily we're looking for a linebacker in the first round. We're either going to go with the kid from Oklahoma or maybe if that kid Simmons is still there from Clemson. I doubt he'll be there. So it looks like we're probably end up going to getting Murray from Oklahoma. So he's, he's pretty good as well. He had one big year, but – it was this last year. And a lot of the guys, you know, in college, first couple of years, they're just putting on size. And really, if they start flourishing in their junior and senior year, that's when you know that they could actually translate that game into the NFL. Well, the, the uh, one thing, I, the one thing I'm like looking it. at uh, on NFL.com, uh, and they've got four guys, and, you know, they've got a lot of consensus picks up and down. The one thing that's consensus with the Ravens at 28 is they're going defense. Uh, but four different yes. guys, four different players. Zach Bond, linebacker from Wisconsin. Uh, Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma. Patrick Queen's mm-hmm. name's been out there a lot, the linbacker from LSU. LSU. Yep. And the X factor is, uh, and I was watching footage of this kid last night. He's a monster. A.J. Epinesa, the defensive end from Iowa. And he did not have a good combine. 
But boy, his game tape's ridiculous, and you know he could sneak into the first round, or, or he could he could he could drop. It's I think this kid's gonna be pretty pretty good. Yeah, I think someone's gonna be real happy to get this well, guy. Let me say about value. So I'm looking globally offshore right now, and these are the kind of props that they have on the draft. So these are like when you talk about value. So if you're going to pick Burrow to be the number one overall draft, you let, it's minus 7,500. All you have, it's just binary. Not going to be the first or going to be the first. So Burrow not drafted number one overall plus 3,000. So let's just go through this for a second. Like, is that a, any reason you would say it's a good lottery ticket? You know, plus 3,000, Burrow no. not to be drafted number one. No. How about you, Brian? Uh... I mean, you're, if, if he says no, like, no. Okay, so that means... Yeah, no, okay, I... Would I, you, would you no, lay 7500 Oh, God. On the no? No. I honest, <laughs> Honestly, there's always so much smoke screening and disinformation, and then there are buzz guys, and every, every everything points to Burrow. Everything. Um, I don't know, man. Stranger things. If... if and I Here's can't, my point. Well, I can't imagine twenty dollars plus three thousand. Oh yeah, what I would say, do it. I would say, do it. And, well, well, you know I'm, do- you know I'm doing it. But, well, no, and, but, and the only reason I say it is because out of nowhere, right? Everybody's saying the at three, the Lions were in the catbird seat with the Dolphins, Chargers, and anybody below them that that, that maybe is quietly in on the quarterbacks. The bidding war would be for the number three pick. Well, out of nowhere now. Uh, number two, the Redskins uh, say they're getting calls. And, you know, I mean, if uh, yes, they're probably dead sold on Burrow, but if if, if they if they had them rated moderately close and you know, the Dolphins or the Chargers said, hey, I mean, if they gave them you know, something insane, you know, two, two three first round picks and they only go down three spots and they get, they, and they uh, get the the kid from Oregon to get Herbert, and and they had them rated relatively closely. Or if it's Tua, who knows? I mean, you can build a football team with four first round picks. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's impossible. I I understand Mike blurting so, so out Tua, no, Tua, he's and he's ninety percent right, but I I'd, I'd never say never when it comes to this. So stuff. so Tua, for instance, minus five forty five, number third. Uh, uh, not to be drafted number third, plus 395 to be drafted number third. Um, you got Young, not to be drafted number third, minus 3750 to be drafted number third overall, third. plus 1500. Yeah, well, I mean, he's going two. Um, then when you get into the, um, I mean, you look at some of these prices. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at some of these prices. It's uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, here, here's a, here's a good one. Um, uh, my, what's this? Minus twenty thousand. Werfs, Becton, Wills, Thomas, first O line drafted. Minus twenty thousand. Any other lineman drafted first? What, what, plus six thousand. It's saying one of those four guys to go first overall. Right for the o- offensive line. Right. Minus twenty thousand. Any other player? Oh, oh, oh! That one of those four is the first offensive line. So think of it like horse racing: four versus the field, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you, yeah. you bet the field plus six thousand. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that, that one I'd say no. 
Um, I mean, on some of these odds, I mean, I realize they're trying to entice uh, squares like uh, here, me. Here, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you the one. Uh, and I, I didn't even throw, throw this at Mike. Uh, the one I saw was over under uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Right. Four and a half players from the Big Ten taken in. Or is it higher than that? Wait a minute. I'm sorry. It's over under five and a half players from the Big Ten. I would go under five and a half plus $1.35 on that one because uh, I had three guys and I came up. I added it up to about four and a half because I had three guys that are bubble guys for the first round. So I assigned each of them a half instead of one. And, and, and so now, if all three of them go, it flies over. But I think there are going to be several surprises in the first round. They could be Big Ten guys. But I, I think I, I, I think that one of all of them looks to me like I would go under five and a half Big Ten players in the first round. Because one of those guys, Mike, is Epinesa, uh, who there's an outside chance the Ravens take. I, it, it, he's likely more to go in the second round. Yeah, I mean, it's it, those guys, you know, anybody could sneak in. I mean, just like in the last week, you know, with Tua having more injury concerns that Herbert has now squeaked by him, but you just never know. I mean, it's these teams do so many smoke screens, and we've seen this year after year where they say they don't want a player, and really they, they do want them. Yep. And sometimes they maybe they'll trade picks and, and – Drop down in the draft and still get that same player they wanted. Here's a good, here's a good one. Xavier McKinney, first safety drafted, minus four hundred. The field plus two eighty. Yeah, I think he's pretty clear cut. Man, I'm trying to get a dog for for my my little ticket. Here. I, I, honestly, if, if you want a little dog, I mean, you'll know right away. I I think the burrow thing is is worth a swing more than the safety oh, thing. Yeah, 100%. Now, they were also talking about types of players drafted by team in round one. So, for instance, Baltimore defense minus 150. Did they um, do it to select a defensive player? Right. Yeah, that's not bad. Only laying a dollar uh, fifty on that. Although, you tell me. Uh, how about Gr- wait, Green wait, Bay wait, minus, wait, wait, two, wait, wait, minus 320? Wait, hold on. Well, Green Bay's taking a wide receiver. Wait, what do they got? Offense minus 220? Right. Yeah, they're taking exactly. they're taking a wide receiver. Uh, no, minus three twenty. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't bet it. Giants offense minus three fifty. Philly offense minus three hundred. Uh, no, I'll tell you what. Uh, there might be one for you. There might be one for you to take. Uh, uh, the Giants to take a defensive player, because mm. Chase Young is going to to the Redskins but if if the quarterback nonsense starts and people go up to two uh instead of going to three for the Lions for the quarterback and then if even there's another trade for a quarterback at three that means Chase Young falls into the lap of the Giants and they couldn't pass him up and that's possible so that I, I would take the plus price on that one, a small, a small little tinker toy, because they could also take the other kid, the Derek Brown kid's a monster from Auburn, right? Yeah, and then they also the have I, they also have by college. So you 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 gave the one over three and a half Big Twelve minus one hundred five, um, under five and a half LSU minus four fifty, um, under. 
15 and a half SEC. Minus 198. Pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking up the LSU one while you're talking. Um, yeah, under five and a half, minus 450. First round total drafted by college. So, I mean, the SEC, wow. I mean, 15 and a half is the spot. Every other team is, every other conference is three and a half, two and a half, five and a half. The SEC is the highest volume. They said you're betting on them being the highest volume of the group SEC schools. Any of the mics stick out to you? I'm looking up this LSU one while you're talking. You said four and a half? Yeah. Uh, which one? Five L- and a half. LSU. Five and a half. Five and under five. LSU five and a half. Is, is under five and a half? Uh, minus 450. Yeah. Yeah, I think it goes under. Yeah, I mean, uh, LSU. It says, yeah, I'm reading some notes here. It says, Sharp Money's coming in on two that he'll be the second quarterback drafted overall, with Herbert going third. The expectation is two will be drafted fifth or sixth overall. I, You know what, bud? I'll tell you this. And, and, and Mike, give me your, your take on it. But I have literally, uh, whenever, what do we shut down? March 13th, March 14th. And, yeah, right. and we have focused on this thing for now a month. And it's been a wonderful diversion. But back when we first started talking about this in mid-March, and it was two of this, two of that, blah blah blah, going. And I, for the whole since day one, I'm sitting there going, I don't know, man. I mean, I really can see, I can see somebody going up, taking them one, you know. But I'm just like, you know, it's all video game workouts. Nobody's getting their meat hooks on the guy and physicals and all this other stuff. And those are serious injuries he had. I, and honestly, I've been saying from the beginning, it would not shock me in the least that this guy falls and he he drops. Because I mean, I just think there are such legitimate concerns about the injury. And yeah, hey, he's back, and okay, he's good to go. But okay, what's the what happens the first time he gets absolutely pancaked by uh, you know some three hundred pound tackle? I mean, I think his best scenario, Brian, is to get on a team where he could sit out a year and develop get healthy, and then learn the NFL system and then come in. I think if you just – any quarterback. I mean, it's so hard to throw a quarterback that's a rookie into the lines then unless it's on a team that's already pretty good. If a team is crap – I mean, like last year, as good as Kyler Murray played, they still had a horrible record overall. I mean, they, they were in a lot of games, but he's an exceptional talent, and he outperformed – even what he was supposed to do. And, you know, who, who knows how he develops in the year two now having DeAndre Hopkins. So a lot of these teams that draft these quarterbacks early on and they just throw them in and the team is already bad, that quarterback has no shot. But when you give a guy like Lamar, who was a running quarterback primarily and didn't get any recognition for his arm, and you put him on a, a good team with good leadership and a good defense – and you mold the team around them in the year two, that's when you can get a good output out of that, you know, first-year, second-year quarterback. But it's just so hard with these quarterbacks. Like Joe Burrow going to Cincinnati, I mean, the guy might not win four games this year. So it's just, we'll see. Time will tell. So is this, a, is this like a popcorn and beer kind of thing? I know Mike's in. You gonna watch? Uh, it, my son's come. My son's coming over tonight, so we can sit. Sit and uh, he'll be here tonight and tomorrow. We'll talk about his uh, his picks tonight, and then we'll uh, watch it tomorrow. But he, my son, speaking of my son, he sent me a text. Um, 
He get on whatever day I texted Mike. I, I get all these sports texts from him, obviously, because that's what we talk about, and we're trying to talk about stuff. So keep him occupied and interested. And he sends me a throw up vomit text, a picture of throw up and vomit. You, can you guess why he sent me a picture of throw up and vomit? <laughs> it is lunchtime out here, you know. <laughs> Gronk. Gronk. Oh, okay, there you go. So let's expound on this Gronk situation. By the way, talk about social distancing. Uh, did you hear he got a citation for working out in a park, Tom Brady in Tom Tampa? Tom Brady got the boot out of a park, yeah. Right. So let's talk about that since we got you know a little time left. What do you let you guys chit and chat on the odds of them? You know what the line's going to be on the futures of them winning the Super Bowl, and or you think it's going to be like valueless and fading them is going to be great value on futures tickets. But I think they're five to one right now, right? Uh, right. Uh, Tampa. Yeah, yeah, they moved up. Jeez. Five to one for what? To win the Super Bowl. Five to one. I mean, they're one of the fa- they're one of the favorites right now. Get out of here! Are you serious? Look. Let me look it up right now. That can't be. Yeah, let me click on Chiefs. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, we're all clicking away here. That can, that can't be. Kansas City's plus 600. Ravens are plus 700. Yeah, no way. Oh, uh, no, plus 2,500. Yeah, yeah, no way. I mean, they're, you know. So, can, can you believe they're, 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 they're 14 not, to 1. 14 to 1. Well, okay. But, I mean, still, I mean, so, you're, you're sitting what, there staring down the Saints just in the division well, alone. What, what do you think about Kansas City and the Ravens being the top two spots? I like it. No, I. Well, I know you. I know you like it. I'm talking no, it, to Brian. It, it, no, no, no. It's very. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me go back to this. The Bucks are short as nine to one at MGM right now. Yeah. Oh, you. You know what? He's right. They're plus. I was looking at the Patriots. I'm sorry. The Patriots <laughs> are plus twenty eight. My eye oh, just thought was thinking about? the the Patriots are plus twenty five hundred. Uh, Tampa's plus eleven hundred. They're short as nine to one at MGM right now. Yeah, that's right. They, that's... After the Gronk trade, they were sixteen to one to start the day, and after the Gronk trade, they're nine to one. I I would say to you, my dear friends, that's <laughs> that's bad value. <laughs> Right, exactly. Well, you know, I mean, what do you think? I mean, what do you think? I mean, just total. I mean, I just don't even get the point of him even coming back. Oh, uh, you well, know, I mean, if he's healthy, he's phenomenal. I no, I think I, you know, no. I mean, he retired early. I mean, if, if he stays upright, he's still a monster, and he's a matchup nightmare in the red zone. Brady knows every move he makes like the back of his hand. If he was going to come back, that's the place to come back. I totally concur and with also, that. I mean, don't forget, they have a, a very serviceable, well, they have two, Cameron Brate and O.J. Howard. I'm sure they'll get rid of one of them unless they're going to keep all three. I believe, but, no, I believe O.J. Howard's on the market. Right. So, oh, in Cameron fact, O.J. Howard could go, I think O.J. Howard will get moved tomorrow or Friday. But still, if they have Brate and Gronk, as that's Brady's you know, sweet spot is having two tight ends. And then to have Godwin in his third year is probably one of the most prolific receivers, young receivers in the NFL, and Evans, who's always a monster, to have both those guys on the outside. I mean, 
I just they just need that some sort of running game from Ronald Jones or Barber. If they could get some, you know, actual service out of these guys in the backfield that could catch passes and catch dump offs. Well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. With, could do very well. I'll tell you one thing with Brady there now. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but boy, I'll tell you, uh, the guy that would have been a home run for them was the Adam Humphreys kid, because he's kind of sure. he's kind of like an Edelman clone, and he was there. What he went to Tennessee, right? I yeah, think. he was gone. I mean, he wasn't there last year either. No, no, he was at Tennessee last year. Right, but, right. but but I, but I mean Humphreys when he was with I mean that that type of play that that's they got to get that for uh, Brady because he loves that he loves that slot safety valve because that's one of the things and the offensive line you know pass protecting is going to be a big question but boy I'll tell you if they got you're right Mike if they got a running game uh, I mean you got you got studs on the outside there's no doubt about that and down the middle I mean having Gronk is. That safety valve. I mean, like I said, he had a year off. He recovered. I mean, he was so beat up at the end of his career when he was playing the last couple of years prior to retiring. But he could actually put it together for a full season. I don't know how much longer he'll have past that, but it's all they really need is a, a solid season out of him. Sports Insider Radio. We invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. Uh, final couple minutes, fellas. Hey, listen, uh, the weather's turning nice. We want to get outside, and we're desperate to see sports again soon and hoping against hope um, that, that the good news is going to come from the leagues. I mean, we're seeing uh, golf, I think NASCAR. Let me let, let me throw it to you here, final, final salvo for you. Baseball, basketball, hockey. What's the first one back? Baseball. What did you say? Baseball, basketball, hockey. What's what did Mike say? He said baseball. Baseball. I mean, I would agree. Just the, they, they, you know, they, they, you know, NBA. I don't think that's coming back this year. That's they're going to just. I don't know what they're going to have to do champion wise well, with that. But anything outdoors is going to come back first, right? And, you have a better shot. Yeah, and, and you know the NHL thing. Uh, I, I think they'll hold out the longest. I mean, I don't think they'll pack it in. I think they'll hold out and find a way to get it done. So yeah, I, I you know, the NBA they've rent. You know, they've got uh, the Thomas and Mack and the Cox Pavilion for the summer league. But it, it, put it this way: if baseball doesn't start by that time, I mean, why bother? I mean, it, it, what's the bare minimum? A uh, hundred games? You think they got to play at least a hundred games? Oh, right, and it has to be, in, like you said, warm locations because they can't be playing in the snow. <laughs> It'll be you interesting. And, hey, you put it this way. You'll be going to the Preakness in the, <laughs> at Halloween. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, so tell the folks that they can get hold of you at Sports Insider Radio, final 40 seconds. They just pick up the phone and give us a call. You can call us on our cells. Call us on the number on the website. I don't care how you call us. Just call us. Be open-minded to international sports. Be open-minded to waking up and checking to see if you're a winner or a loser. And be open-minded to horse racing. And when you ask me next week what's different from last week to this week, I'll say it's Groundhog's Day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Boys, it's always a pleasure. Hang in there. Stay safe. We'll talk again next week. You got it. You got it. All right. We invite you to check it out. SportsInsiderRadio.com.
It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. There are more than 825,000 confirmed cases of coronavirus in the United States, with more than 45,000 people dying. And President Trump says China's initial response should have been a lot better. It should have been stopped, and it should have been stopped right where it started, and everyone knows where it started. President Trump speaking at the White House, also marking the 50th anniversary of Earth Day. New York Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo has a message for everyone who's out of work and out of money. Is there yeah, you a fundamental want to go, by the way, right you want to go to, to work? work? Go take a job as an essential worker. Do it tomorrow. Right? You're working. I am. You're an essential worker. So go take a job as an